Welcome back. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy cheese. No Kalina. She's out of Miami, Miami doing her thing, doing her bodyguard thing. If you're new to the show, thank you for checking out the show. If you've been checking out the show for a while, we appreciate it. Uh, go subscribe, share and all that good stuff. And I'm super excited because when we talk about hip hop, we talk about that. What we like to talk about here in the, in, in the crush a lot podcast, that gritty, no holds barred kind of a hip hop that, you know, that I grew up on that Kalina grew up on, man, Philly has been doing some crazy stuff with the, the booze brothers, um, Himlo, who's been on the show. You, you, you could get more finesse with people like Zilla Rock and the wrecking crew, but then you have a punch in the face type style, no nonsense approach to hip hop. Ralphie Reese, you are here. What's going on? What's going on? What's good? Man, I'm excited to have you. Hopefully I don't have an allergy attack in the middle of this. I might, but but that's how it goes. Let me play some beats. Hmm. Let's Let me play some beats right here for you. Um, so the new album is here. Yes, man. Yes, finally. A year uh, and a half in the making. Year and a half in the making. Uh Blade Savania is out. Go to camp right now. Hit the link below. Um, and if you're doing streaming services, man, you better go to Bandcamp and buy that shit because he ain't streaming it right now. Um, it's an interesting album because it is layered, layered with so much great high-level raps that sometimes you have to go back often to just catch everything that you're saying, um, which is my type of rap. I appreciate that. How, how did the album conceptually, when did it was birthed? What was the process for you? Because not only are you writing, you also produced it. Right. Break it down. All right, so boom. So Blazevania, it's a, um, it's a combination of all like the little conceptual pieces that I put out since 2016, starting from Darth Vader. Um, you got Sean Mosley. Takeda Aki, Arrow Bowie, Math Magician, Style Bozier, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And I just um, brought them together in one house. And um, once me and Pro9, Professor 950, once we was working on uh, Darth Vader LP, I was telling them, I'm like, you know what? This was 2016. I'm like, you know, eventually I'm going to step my writing up where I can house all these characters on one project. Know what I mean? And so now, given it the title, Blaze of Vanya, it wasn't it wasn't called that originally. I don't know. It, it had no name. I just wanted I just wanted to you know birth born another character. So in my writing process of Mad Magician, sometimes I, I, I birth characters and, and rhyme strength. Like when I'm penning, I just I just say shit. And one of the lines that stuck out was Count Darchula pitching the staff from like Spartacus. So the fans kept responding to Count Darchula, Count Darchula, Count Darchula. I started seeing the hashtags. I'm like, all right, so y'all fucking with that. So I'm, I'm a whole, and you know what I mean? I'm going I'm to I'm build this. So since like the end of 2017, I've been cooking up Blaze Savannah. It's been inspired, it's inspired by Blackula. So, so that's why you're going to get the black exploitation aesthetic of it. You know what I mean? The soul samples, you know. The gritty shit, the gritty horror shit. I was waiting for like a vampire to come out from the background and like to suck the blood out of my neck. Right. Um, 
definitely has those like undertones for sure right. like not, it takes you to a different uh place and you're one of the people that have embraced uh like you were saying different personalities and different parts of your personalities to be front and center as you're creating well wow. um, how where were the influences of that because i'm trying to think of historically hip hop artists that would have multiple rap personas and it's kind of like the wink wink like i think of rizza rizza recta bobby mm-hmm. dino uh like anyone from the wu-tang i guess but rizza in particular when he rapped rapped as uh, bobby digital he was completely different than rizza recta right rizza i prefer the rizza recta the mc rizza recta was my favorite character right you know was an interesting plight for him from being a adolescent to the more rawa party kind of style mm-hmm. when the influence of different personalities different approaches to mc um well you 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 nailed it originally now the wolf you know what I'm saying definitely my influence you know I mean I'm branded for life you know what I mean I got it right behind I got it right there right right yeah that's right right in the afterlife we going we going to notice each other yes <laughs> community of of we love Wu-Tang and we will we will not outwardly hate you but though if you catch us in the room we might give you some feedback right that's right Dave so it's that you mean movies you mean I'm a big Tarantino fan you know what I'm saying I love soul cinema black exploitation films I love that kind of stuff horror is not really my thing I like horror but horror is not really my thing so when 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 I when I use stuff like that but like a, like a demonic aesthetic you know I mean quote unquote or like give me horrific shit it's 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 metaphorical you know what I'm saying just down to like the vampire shit So like when you were saying like I was expecting the vampire to come suck the blood out my veins, did it? But it it is that. But like when when I when I'm coming for my bite, I'm sucking all that, I'm sucking all that heartache, that pain out. You know what I mean? That negativity out. That's how I'm bringing. That's how I'm bringing my vampire. Um, and when you were a small little Reese. Right. And hip hop like first in jumped into your blood, and you're like. What was like the first time you realized or or were introduced to hip hop because it must have been early. For me it was early my teenagers. Oh yeah, it was early for family introduced they all love Wu-Tang. And the first thing I can remember is I got my ass up in the back seat for reciting one of the Wu-Tang skits. I'm like four or five and like the little shit that used to pop out, I used to repeat it in the back seat. My mom bust my ass. No, I mean it's been that way ever since. I always loved. Yeah, I was had the high that I listened to hip hop. I grew up in a very religious household. At least my mom was, even though right. she she forgets that I know that she had party days. I like to remind her of that. <laughs> um but it's funny the album that got like banded in my house for whatever reason was that R&B group Shy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why my mom was so against me listening to Shy. I think because she found the, like the cassette in my collection and read through the like, track listen and saw right. one of the songs with like sexual uh, comfort or sexual healing or something like that. And she's like, "Oh, this is banned from the house." I'm like, "But I can keep ODB. Like, are we serious here? Like, like, okay, right. I'll some ODB. That's that." Right. That um, when did you start? Like, I'm gonna start rhyming because I always. 
as a, any true uh, Wu Tang fan, I always wanted to be the Rizza. Like yeah. I thought he was God at one point. Like this guy can be touched. Um, and I didn't know what you know. I'll buy turntables. I'll buy things, and I. That's the beauty of hip hop. There's no way one way of doing it. It's just to kind of duct tape your way till you find the way you find things, right? Right. But when did you decide that I'm going to create hip hop, either producing or emceeing? Because that was there had to be a moment like I'm going to do this. It was after it was after high school. It was after high school. I, I went I went away to school after high school, and um. I was in a dorm, you know, I, I ain't know nobody. I was new on campus and I was just like, just bored, you know what I mean? And I, I was going I was going through a lot of shit. So I was just like writing my thoughts down. And just one day, like I can't make this shit up. One day something started around me. And you know I mean, my brother Rock Sinatra, I met him on, on campus and he was, he was rhyming. I, I took it to him and he was like, oh shit, you saying a little something. Keep up with that. So this was like 19, 18, 19. I'm 28 now. And I started taking it serious until about like 22. I was always making beats. Um, a couple of people to show me how to make beats. A lot of people was more advanced. Like people I grew up with, there was way more advanced. And But I always knew like what I was interested in and what I, I wanted to do. Like I mean, how I wanted to express myself. And um I was making beats and I was making beats way before I started rhyming. And uh, by the time I started taking it serious, I was already like pretty stellar with production. But the people around me wasn't, they couldn't catch, they couldn't catch my beats. They couldn't catch my beats at all, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of the people I grew up around, it's like a charm school, you know what I'm saying? Be like Motown, low key. So, you know what I mean? You, you come out of that, you, you bound to be something, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Uh, graphics, you know what I mean, music, something. Like, you better be good at something coming from my circle of friends, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, rhyming stuck out for me. I was always good with words. I love to read. I love to write. I like to put shit together. And it was just it was just a natural thing. It was just a natural thing. And it's an interesting thing that you say that some of the things that you doing your everyday life helps you with writing. One of the things that I'm very critical about, at least with this generation of hip hop, is not enough reading. I just feel like people don't have enough experience in the world to be writing anything that's very captivating. Uh, it's main, mainstream. The underground seems pretty rich right now, uh, um, which is great, but we want everyone to win. I would love to say that it's not like... I would love to not have mainstream music be the way it is, but mm -hmm. their time to do their type of music and I want them to win even if I'm not feeling it all. I still right. want to win. But, right. for, but talk to older heads. Read a book or two. Live something and write about those things. Um, and that's an interesting thing that you say that reading is a part of like how you stay sharp. Yes, yes, a big part, big part. That's a Wu Tang influence somehow. Let me put this mighty healthy beat up a little higher. Hey, that rock there, that rock there. Oh yeah. Um, 
Philadelphia is an interesting place in terms of hip hop historically. I know it's it sits on the East Coast, but doesn't get the love and the recognition that it has historically given to hip hop. There's a nice budding uh, group of MCs right now. I mentioned some of that: the Wrecking Crew, of course. Um, mm-hmm. The Booze Brothers, him low, clever one. Um, Kill is out there doing some production as well. And we have have you. Um, is like Philly the forgotten state of hip hop? And does New York just take too much of it? Um, where's Philly hip hop right now in terms of your, how you see it and where it stands? Now, all right, I'm, I'm going to explain Philly for you. Wave the flag. I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain Philly for you. So it's a lot of talent. It's a lot of talent in Philly. But with us Philadelphians, we can become our own worst enemy. Sometimes we be too hardcore in situations. Sometimes we be too truthful when we need to just be humble and chill out and let situations play out. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just it's just uh, it's just a real angry city. It's a real angry city, and you can be your you can be your worst enemy. So that 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 you know, just takes everything away from the talent. You know what I'm saying? How, how, how we are every day. It just takes away from the talent because the type of shit we worry about, the type of shit we do away from our talent. You know what I mean? And it's, it's sad, honestly. But I honestly feel like it wasn't it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough coming out at a certain time. It wasn't enough. You know what I mean? And, 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 and the stuff that did come out it was champion, and now that's the blueprint coming from the city. Know what I mean? So if, if you're not if you're not doing if you're not doing that state property, nobody want to hear you out here. Like it's it's a cinder rump. Like right now at this point in time, it's a cinder rump. You know what I'm saying? I can't be rhyming. Like don't nobody fuck with me in the city. I can't be rhyming. I got I got to be turning up and. Twisting my wrist and you know I mean talking to Philly shit. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. That's not near and dear to me. You know I mean, I grew up on it. I love some of it. I love most of it, but that's not what I want to do. How I, I want to express myself. And now you got popular opinion. Now you got popular opinion. Not doing that is trash. Period. So now coming up within the Philadelphia scene. It was hard as shit to get accepted by just one ass person, by one ass person, because of the content that you're supposed to have. You gotta come out your mouth talking that gum bunch of mother shit. I chop bricks in three type shit. You gotta come out your mouth doing that. You can't, you can't, you can't say anything. And the old heads is not speaking up and saying anything about it. Now I mean, you can't, you can't be running down, you can't be rolling down the street listening to Wu Tang. Listening to Biggie and all this crazy shit, everything that's hot, but you condoning this dumbass shit that this nigga over here is saying on the corner, like, no, man, no. On your spare time, you listening to substance, demand substance from the next generation coming up. It wasn't demanded. So it got diluted over time. So much there to unpack. Um, Man, hip-hop was always... I wouldn't say it was territorial, but you know, if you were like me, I know, I know how I want my Brooklyn hip hop because I'm I'm Brooklyn, right. so I know how I like it. 
um, mm-hmm. and how I prefer it. And younger me would have been like, no, nah, you're not giving me that, so you won't get my money. Older me says, let me hear what you got. Right. Uh, hip-hop was so, once, especially once it got regional and and the South and all those other places of the world started influencing hip-hop and flag went from East to a bunch of different areas throughout time, it, there's certain pockets of the states that got lost in transition. And like, it's hard almost anyone from Cleveland to come out if you don't sound like bone ducks. You can't anybody from Staten Island besides maybe Jamil, honestly, who's from Staten Island. Mm-hmm. You're stuck in those roles. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I don't understand because in the same day, one of the most creative albums the 36 Chamber came out, Another one came out too with Midnight Marauders and it was completely two different sounds. Right. So it's based on creativity, but in, but then it gets stuck in this regional sound that is prevalent in wherever you come from. And, and right. In that. And New York is caught in that a, as well. Um, there's a lot going on with New York hip hop that makes me, uh, but um, it's an right. interesting place. Um, saying that when you're, when you're crafting, when you craft a new album of Bladesylvania, it's interesting because you're producing and writing it. Mm-hmm. Who, who, are the, who are the people that you're bouncing these things off with? Because like with Danielson and Future Wave, Future Wave is kind of like, you know, crafting it with Danielson, giving feedback back and forth, and, you know, as most outfits do. But you're doing all the legwork. So how, how do you think about that in terms of just, is this good? Is it really good? Or do I, do you even worry about that? Um, I do worry about it because I'm in a situation right now where as though I have to get better. I have to better myself. I have to constantly get, get better. So I worry about that. I don't want to be stagnant in my growth as an artist. So I, I do worry about how everything is perceived. And now another half of that is I'm just going off for feeling. Another half of it is I need a consigliere in the room. So my consigliere in the room was... Um, Israel Ben Israel that's that's my brother he told me everything I know so originally we was digging for all the soul samples and stuff like that just thinking about how it was going to go and we just feeding shit back and forth to each other the album that's out now that wasn't the album that we made like the end of 2017 like the beats was way more soulful and more way more cinematic that first batch of beats but now, as I'm getting into my creative process and my writing process now, after the production is done, I scrap shit. I scrap shit. Now, that shit, I do on my own. You know what I mean? I, I, put, I, I put the blueprint together with somebody, somebody that I trust, the blueprint of it. How you feel about that? Do you think that's hot? you think that's trash? And I work hard on the blueprint just as well as the album. So after the blueprint is done and we fill in the blueprint, all right, cool. That's hot. Now, now I'm now I'm putting in a way to do this other shit. Once I'm ready to get to it, I'm digging through it. It's like R and B, digging through it, and whatever I'm not feeling, I switched it out. I make I make different beats that you mean that 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 you know makes sense with the sound of the album, and um, I write the album from there. Interesting process. Man, there's so much to go in. If you haven't listened to the album, do yourself a favor. Go hit the link below. 
uh, Ralph Ruiz. Uh, and go look at the whole catalog. There's so much you can see the growth and the creative energy from project to project. And the comfortability to really reach for it is also very clear and very uh, appreciative as as a listener of music, if you love listening to hip hop and all the nuances of deep, rich music, you're going to be a fan of Ralph. You you just really, really are because there's so much to uh, to soak in. And I'm not saying that because you're here because you can listen to the other podcasts that we do when we when I go ranting on that horrible AZ album that was released. I'm still waiting for your goons. The mixtape, the mixtape. I was disappointed. Go send the goons after me if you want, but that's if you're gonna put it out. That's what it is. Um, I didn't spare no, no. Go check that out. I'll put the link below. If I go missing, you know why? He got me. He got you well, me. I'm gonna give him my twin brother's uh, address and not mine's because we look alike. Um, do yourself a favor though. Uh, there's so much nuances and creative energy, and just going out there. Um, and I appreciate that. Um, so the links below, consider buying it. Um, maybe, maybe by the time this episode drops, you're hearing it, there might be a vinyl or two out there. But I'm mostly guaranteeing that it's probably not um, because those things are going uh, quick. Um, my copy's already ordered. Mm-hmm. Give a favor and get yours. Uh, Ralphie, it's so great to have, have you on the show. Um, anytime you're in New York or doing a show, or I might go to Philly because I go to Philly a lot. Um, oh, yeah, get with me. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, do something and we'll get clean on the show. Crush a lot podcast, do us a favor, hit the links below. Most importantly, go check out uh, Bladesylvania. It's available right now on Bandcamp. That's the most important thing that we do the show. We love talking to people, but we really want people to to get to know these artists and, and support them in whichever way you can. If you're interested... Be on all sites. On all sites. There you go. So go do that. And uh, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, you want to talk to me, you want to talk to Kalina, want to get more, want to see the video version of this, um, guarantee you we're both good looking studs. So you may want to do that. $3 a month, hit it up the Patreon. We'll get you uh, all the stuff early. The video releases exclusive uh, podcast content, uh, video content as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's a good time to be a part of Crush A Lot Podcast. And so check us out. Crush A Lot Podcast, Ralphie Reese. Go check it out. Hit the links. We're out. Peace.